Hello and welcome to the second episode of the Disciples. I am Carter Trump, joined by James Sterner. Welcome to, welcome back. I hope that you uh, watched the yeah, first, we hope listened you to the first episode before this one. Um, <laughs> and don't but, be jumping to the second episode if you haven't listened to the first. Don't one. Don't be people like that. Yeah, don't don't, don't, be don't listen to the first one. Go listen to the first one. All right, so in this episode, um, we want to cover just a, a couple of really basic um, basic things about disc golf. Um, so you want to be a disc golfer. You need to know how to start playing disc golf, You know what equipment you're going to want to use, um, some common mistakes to avoid, the, the different type of discs. Um, you probably realize at this point, if you've ever held or seen a disc, that there are a million types of discs, and there are a billion types of plastics, and um, you know you should probably use specific discs for different shots. Um, we're going we're gonna to help you understand all of that in this episode. Um, so yeah, Carter, let's, let's talk a little bit about equipment. Um, what, what do people need when they start playing disc golf if they really want to play it better and, and more fun? Playing, obviously, the thing that you need is discs. Right? Absolutely. And uh, we're going to get into uh, like disc selection later. But I mean, uh, like the amount of discs that you have is not very important. Uh, just yeah. because people have more discs doesn't mean that you're going to play better. Uh, it's more yeah. about like being able to throw the kinds of shots that you want to throw with the discs that you have and understanding the discs that you have. Um, something I mean, else? Your brother <laughs> played with one disc for... He played with a G-Star T-Bird for a long time, and he was yes. still shooting well <laughs> under par. Um annoying but yeah. true like yeah absolutely i mean freak athletes are freak athletes freak athletes are <laughs> yeah yeah it, it, there are some advantages to having different types of discs but absolutely knowing your discs and being able to like learn each one and what how they fly is is, is good so but get, get some discs buy yeah. some discs <laughs> and i mean uh everything else um that you'll need is not as important um but i mean the more discs that you get um like you're gonna need a bag um uh, the Bags are, like actual disc golf bags can be kind of expensive. Um, the larger the bags you get. Um, and the more features they have. Yeah, and the more features they have. Um, there are bags that are on carts. There are like small bags that hold like 10 discs. There are little uh, like Over fanny, the shoulder bags. Yeah, yeah, over the shoulder bags. There's like fanny pack bags. Um, but I mean like I, I started out uh, when I had um, three discs I was using a drawstring bag. Absolutely. And I just threw everything I needed for playing disc golf uh, in the drawstring bag. Um, yeah, and I'd say you probably don't even need, like, a full, like, backpack bag until you get close to, you know, like, eight or nine discs. Um, and even then, you don't, you know, if you're comfortable with it, do it. But at, there is a point at which it's really convenient to have a bag, really convenient to have, you know, be able to carry 10, 12, 14 18, 25 discs, whatever it is. Um, and you can get them for all different kinds of prices, too. Yeah. yeah. And there's, uh, they sell them, I think they sell them at Walmart. They sell them, like, you can get them online. Yeah, Amazon's um, a great place. The actual manufacturer stores um, yeah. have them often. Um, your local brick and mortar stores are going to have bags. Um, and especially, like, pe people in those stores can recommend you what kind of bag to get. But typically, when you're looking at prices for a bag, um, if you want like a, a backpack bag, you're going to be looking anywhere from around forty dollars to uh, you know upwards of three hundred, four hundred dollars um, if you're getting really bougie bags. Yeah, <laughs> really, bougie my bags. heart wants one of those bags, <laughs> but my yeah, pocket I, can't afford yeah, one. My, my wallet wouldn't like that. Yeah, absolutely. Um, 
something else that's really important that I that I feel like people, I guess, like, it, it's common sense, but you don't really think about it. Like, because you're not really running when you play disc golf. Right. But you're out there on the course for, like, two and a half, three hours yep. sometimes. You want to uh, be comfortable. Yeah, you want to be comfortable. But, like, you don't want to die of dehydration. Absolutely. Because sometimes it, it gets a lot hotter than you think, or uh, you exert yourself more than you thought you would. But, like... Always, always bring water with Absolutely. you. Absolutely, um, you're gonna play better too. I mean, yeah. when you're hydrated, when you're dehydrated, Absolutely. you get fatigued and and slow of mind. And yeah, keep water, take water. You know, if that means that you need to buy a bag, buy a bag so you can bring water. But take care of yourself. Yeah, yeah. Um, some things that aren't necessities but are extremely useful to have. Um, it's a towel. Absolutely. Um, so towels really come in handy when uh, you accidentally throw your disc into the mud or if there's water on the course, which a lot of courses uh, have water. Or if there's dew. Like yeah. for, for one of the summers that I was playing, I, I played like four or five days a week with my brother-in-law um, at a course that had really high grass. And because it was the summer in Georgia, every single morning we played, there was, even if it hadn't rained, thick thick dew on the grass <laughs> so our shoes were wet by the time we were finished with hole one but yeah definitely, so just like uh, like an old hand towel or something microfiber towels are amazing you know uh, my favorite place to go is i go to walmart and i go over to the auto care section and you can get like really nice like shining microfiber uh like work towels for like a dollar a piece or yeah. less than that um no, and, and it really helps because, I mean, if you accidentally throw your disc in water or it gets, like, wet because of dew or whatever, uh, it becomes really slick. Absolutely. And uh, you're not going to want to throw that disc anymore until it's dry. Absolutely. So, um, yeah, just have a towel. Uh, it, it may, it'll it make your life a whole lot easier. Um, yep. And then another one is uh, a disc retriever. Um I still don't have one of these. Uh, I probably should, considering how much I throw it in the water. <laughs> <laughs> disc golfer's curse. Yeah, disc golfer's curse. Uh, but uh, having a having a a disc retriever is definitely better than uh, taking off your shoes and uh, walking around trying to find a disc. <laughs> yeah, totally. There are a couple different types that you can find. Um, most types are just like a like a telescoping pole um, that, you know, compacts almost like a, you know, like a telescope, but like down to a cup, about a foot, maybe, maybe 18 inches um, with some kind of like hook on the end or, or um, like a, like a point that can, can grab onto the edge of the disc and pull it closer towards you. But there are also some that are like um, a, a structure with a really long cord um, and that you basically like fish your disc out of the water by by throwing the structure and holding onto one end of the thing and then pulling it through. Those definitely aren't preferable because they're harder to take a lot more finesse um, than, <laughs> than the, the other ones. But hey, I, I, and those typically range, you know, from the the telescoping ones typically range from anywhere from like fifteen to to forty dollars. But at the end of the day, if you're gonna have a couple discs and you don't want to go buy more discs, you know, a, a good disc retriever will save you buying a lot of discs yes. because, you know, it's the price of one to two discs and... And it will save you many. Many. <laughs> absolutely many. Yep. Totally. Yeah, the amount of discs that I've lost in water that I could have retrieved if I had a retriever, I, I would have saved myself a couple hundred bucks by now. <laughs> yep. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. 
Um, oh, one of the one of the things I just remembered. Uh, one of the most interesting things that I saw somebody bring playing disc golf was a machete, specifically oh, yeah. for a course that had a bunch of thorns. Yeah, that's genius. <laughs> yeah. As long as you're not, yeah, like yeah. going into buildings, you can't be with that. But yeah, <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, but there, there's like other like little things that people do like that, um, like baseballs and like, or uh, just like any kind of ball. Like if your um, disc yes. gets stuck in a tree, yep. uh, the disc retriever also will help with that. Yeah, um, unless it's like fifty feet up in the tree, but yeah. Absolutely. Um, but there's like small things like that, and like a bunch of other people have like different things that they do and uh, other equipment that they bring. To snacks. Play. Snacks are nice snacks. to have, you know, if you're, especially if you're hiking on a difficult course or yeah. something, take some snacks. Um, another thing we want to talk about that is probably, I don't know, you, you may not have heard of this, you may have, but one of the most useful tools, it's not physical equipment per se, but it is indispensable, is U-Disc. U-Disc um, is an app. It is the app for disc golfers, as uh, it claims. Um, you just search U-Disc, the letter U with disc, um, and it comes up on whatever store you use. But this is an amazing tool, whether you're trying to find courses, find competitions, um, track your rounds. It has digital scorecards all over it, um, so you can uh, you can keep a scorecard, and all those scorecards are um, specified to the individual course, so you don't even have to put in like the par or the distance, the hole or stuff like that. You just put in your score, and it'll calculate it for you. Um, what else does it have, Carl? Uh, yeah, so some of the other things that it has is uh, like you can measure throws. Um, it uses uh, GPS um, and your phone, uh, so you can uh, like place a pin pretty much where you started, and then you walk out to where you uh, through the disc and it, it's it's not 100 percent uh exact but it gives you like a, a a range of like like plus or minus uh like feet how how far away it is from being exact um there's also um you can add the discs uh from your bag into uh the udisc app um so you can say i threw uh like these are the discs i have in my bag and so like when you're doing uh, like throwing practice or something you're trying to measure um, your distances you can just pull out and be like I use this one and this one is currently in my bag um, and then uh, you can do uh, putting practice and accuracy practice I've never used those settings on it um, but you can uh, pretty much record um, how many uh, putts you make um, within circle one which is uh, which ends at 33 feet, and so it's uh, 11 feet, 22 feet, 33 feet, and then uh, circle two uh, is 44, 55, and 66 feet. Um, mm -hmm. So you can uh, pretty much like practice those distances with putting, and uh, like record your your progress. Yeah. Um, yeah. No, there's so much to uh, the UDisc app, and um, I, I can't imagine playing disc golf without it absolutely um, another another cool function that it has is being able to look at uh courses from like wherever you are in the world yep. um you can find uh courses you can find um brick and mortar disc golf stores um leagues and yeah, competitions you can find leagues. um and i mean it's just a great thing to have if you're yeah. gonna um, Absolutely, really yeah. get into playing disc golf and play it consistently. Um, the membership, uh, it, it is a free app, 
Um, but there is a subscription that you can get, uh, which I would recommend if yeah. you are, if you really like disc golf and are planning on playing for a while. Um, the subscription is uh, six dollars now, but it's per six dollars for a year. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, like, do it. Yeah, buy it. You know, buy it. Price, price a cup of coffee at Starbucks. Yeah. Like, just buy a U-Disc subscription for a year instead. Absolutely. Uh, yeah. Super, super helpful. U-Disc is definitely going to be essential for finding courses. I think it's the most useful part of the app, um, kind of wherever you are, whether you're on vacation or at home or, or wherever you are, um, and recording those rounds. Um, so let's talk a little bit about um, common mistakes uh, we can go over just kind of what the what the typical person who starts playing does that you're going to want to avoid if you want to get better. If you um, if you're really frustrated by how your rounds have gone um, and you don't know why things keep happening to you or why a disc keeps flying like that, um, it might be that you fall into one of these couple categories. Um, the first one is a lot of a lot of new players find out a lot about disc golf like all of a sudden and they're like oh well you know i want to throw really far so i should throw distance drivers right no don't fall into that mistake distance drivers are wonderful and they can be um super great uh tools for throwing far eventually but i like to tell people um you know distance drivers are like that that uh sword that you can get in a video game but in order to equip that sword, you have to have a high enough, you strength. know, strength <laughs> rating or or, so, or or something like that, where it's like you really, you know, you could, but it's probably going to go pretty poorly if you try. Um, it, it might go well. Um, maybe you're just really, you know, athletic and you're, you're pretty natural and you can do it. Um, this So this isn't like a hard and fast rule, but definitely if you want to improve quickly, um, you want to throw putters, you want to throw mid-ranges, and maybe some fairways. But um, right as you're learning form and you're learning how to throw different shots, um, the best things to do is to find some good putters, some good mid-ranges, um, and maybe some some uh, some fairway drivers. Oh, uh, yeah, and the, the second mistake, which... After thinking about it, I'm I'm guilty of all three of these mistakes. <laughs> Me too. Um, Me too. <laughs> another common mistake that people make is uh, buying too many overstable discs and not really mixing up the stability of the discs that you own. Um, so, like we said in the last episode, uh, an overstable disc is a disc that will fade to the left if you are um, throwing with a right hand backhand. Um, so overstable is it will always finish that direction um it will fight to fade in the direction that the disc naturally wants to go um so buying too many of those overstable discs really limits your your shots that you're able to do uh i when i was first started i figured that out the hard way i was like i'm trying to make these shots but i just can't with the disc that i have right and uh i can't remember if it was you or if it was reed that told me uh he looked at my at my bag you're like well you pretty much only have overstable discs so you probably want to fix that um yeah that's that's on like mix it up don't just get overstable don't just get understable like have have a mixture because that really increases uh like the amount of shots that you can take and the different kinds of angles that you can uh that you can uh, shoot from 
I also like to talk about it like there's a baseline that you want to establish. Um, when you, you know, are before you play disc golf, you've probably thrown frisbees, and so you know, you know, kind of if I throw this flat and straight, it's going to go straight, right? And that's true with frisbees, but it's not true with disc golf discs um, all the time. So you really want to establish a baseline of, you know, this is a neutral. My 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 best tip for beginners is buy putters or buy neutral straight flying discs, um, and we'll kind of tell you how to how to figure out which discs those are a little bit later in this episode. But the reason that you want to do that is because you want to learn how to throw discs straight. Because uh, Paul Macbeth says this all the time, um, that learn how to throw every disc in your bag straight. Discs do different things. But if you can't make them go straight, you're going to have a really hard time throwing them where you want them to. So when you th- say, say you pick up a, a disc that flies just like um, a frisbee or, and you throw it straight, you learn to throw it straight, you throw it exactly where you want every time. That is so incredibly vital for throwing good rounds and throwing good scores. But then you can find a disc that's a little bit more overstable than that and you can throw it the same exact way and know this is going to go a little bit more left than my other disc that I know how to throw straight. And maybe you can throw it harder and maybe it goes straight longer. Um, or maybe you're like, man, I really want this kind of flight, but I want it to just go a little bit more right. Then you can look and find an understable disc and know that's how it's going to fly. Whereas if you just start with overstable discs, you're going to you're gonna learn only to throw all of your discs in ways that fights that overstability and and... It's gonna be um, it's gonna be harder to throw farther. It's gonna be harder to throw straight. It's gonna be harder, really, really hard to throw right, <laughs> um, if not impossible. So go, do yourself a favor, get some good neutral discs, and then kind of build your build your game around that. Um, the, the other thing that people do, um, I definitely did yeah, this one hundred percent, is throwing discs like frisbees. Like, you know, I I was just t- saying that you can get some of the similar flights as a frisbee, but Discs are not frisbees. Frisbees rely basically on, you know, the angle that they're put on and kind of the spin of the disc that you put on it um, to go far. They they have a lot of glide. They stay in the air for a long time, um, and they're they're really easy to throw. Disc golf discs are not that way. They're because of the rim of disc golf discs. They are made to be able to throw farther. Um, and in lots of different ways, um, a disc golf disc requires arm speed to go far and to go the the right amount um, and the right angle and flight path that you want it to go. Um, so when a when a frisbee is thrown, all of the weight is pretty much evenly distributed between the whole disc. Um, there's almost no part of the disc that's heavier than any other part. But disc golf discs that have that rim around the outside, even putters have a thicker rim on the outside, and so more of the plastic is on the, in the rim. And when that is thrown, when it starts to slow down, it makes the disc uh, go the direction that it spun. So that's why most of the discs that you throw, when they run out of steam, they start to fall to the left and they start to hyzer and fade. Um, so you want to learn not to throw it just by standing forward and kind of curling your arm all the way into your body and just flicking it. You want to reach all the way back. And we'll, we'll, we'll talk a lot about form in, in a later episode, 
but learn to throw the disc like a disc and not a frisbee. Because um, it's it's even a different uh, like hand placement on the disc. Like you're totally. not even grabbing the disc the same way. Yeah. Um, it's like all of the all the forms with throwing disc off discs are not even close to throwing discs like a regular ultimate frisbee. Yep. Um, and that's that's part of the reason why I did so bad my first time because <laughs> I was yeah. trying to throw a a, a ten speed driver. Like an ultimate disc, yeah. and uh, it did not work. <laughs> no, it's not. Um, so and just like avoid avoid those mistakes, and uh, you'll start out better than we did. <laughs> absolutely, definitely. Um, there, I will. I will make a little caveat that it's a little bit less um, important when you're like doing a forehand or a flick, kind of like you do in frisbee. Um, that that motion is very very similar yeah. to how it is in disc golf or or how it is in in other things, kind of like a sidearm in a baseball throw or or um, even almost more like a golf swing um, where you're bringing your elbow close and and throwing it. And so it's a little bit less different, but the backhand in disc golf is a very unique motion. That's um, very not 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 very similar to to a lot of different things. So let's move into a little bit um, of a really well, a really important uh, subject that most people need to know when they're starting out, and that's types of discs. What what do those numbers mean? What do those um, you know pluses or minuses mean? And, and why are there so many of them? Why are so, there are so many different ones? Um, and what does it really matter? Well, it matters a whole heck of a lot. Um, different companies have slightly different variations, but the flight number system is almost always built on the same structure and that's four numbers um discraft has five and I'll, I'll, I'll note that in a second but the four numbers are speed glide turn and fade and those basic numbers tell you what the disc is going to do when you throw it properly and throw it flat so the first number is speed speed is anywhere on a range of one to usually 14 um and that determines really what what the disc is going to do when you throw it at the speed it's intended to be thrown at. So the faster a disc is, if you throw it up to the speed that that it's intended to be thrown at, will go much farther typically than, um, say, a one speed or or like a putter or something. Given very certain situations, people can still throw putters, you know, 500 feet or 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 more. Very um, very few people. You know, if you're if you're throwing off the top of a mountain, it's not going to change much. You know, um, you still might be able to throw farther with a distance driver, but that's why we also it also takes a lot more technique um, when you're trying to do that and a lot more arm speed. So the first is is speed. Um, so typically. Um, the second number is glide. Glide is basically described as the disc's tendency to stay in the air when when thrown. So um, you might notice that's usually on a scale of one to seven. Um, one means that when you throw the disc, it's going to have a lot more tendency to just fall to the ground and fall out of the sky than if you throw the same power and the same angle with a disc that's got really high glide. Um, so typically distance drivers... Um, and have really high glide because they want to stay in the air. They want to get that extra distance. Um, 
they are useful for very different things. Sometimes you really don't want a disc to have a lot of glide because maybe you're in the woods or maybe you need to throw a specific angle and a specific distance um, and you want it to you want to throw it hard and you want it to get to the ground quickly. Um, so not one is better. Um, more glide isn't necessarily better. It's just better for different things. Um, the third number is turn. Um, turn is the considered um, the disc's tendency to turn over or bank to the right during the initial part of the throw. So if you were to look at a disc flight, um, like on a website or something, usually um, a disc that has that number, um, the third spot, the third number is anywhere from negative five to plus one. And that the the lower that is, the, the closer to negative five that is, the more tendency the disc will have to to go to the right and to drift during its flight to the right or just to go straight to the right at the end of the 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 flight too before it would want to go to the left um so turn is really important because um if you want a disc that goes just perfectly straight you're gonna make you're gonna want to make sure that that disc is a zero like in that third number um, or given the last number. So the last number is fade. Um, fade is based on a scale of zero to five, and it is the tendency of the disc at the end to hook to the left if you're a right-hand, backhand player, um, or if you're on a, throwing on a forehand or a flick, like we said, the tendency to go to the right at the end of the flight. Um, that The combination of those two numbers is typically what determines whether a disc is overstable, neutral, or understable. Um, I like to say that it's a good, good rule of thumb that um, if you take those two numbers and you add them together, um, the, the higher the number is, the more overstable the disc is, and the lower the number is, the less stable the disc is. Um, it's going to do different things. So you might have a disc that's um, got zero turn and zero fade that should theoretically just fly straight. Or you might have a disc that's a negative 3-3, which is negative 3 turn and 3 fade, which equals zero, but is going to do a big S because that turn makes it want to go to the right and then its fade makes it want to go to the left. Um, typically, when you're, when you're starting out as a beginner, you really want that um, anywhere from negative 4 or, or 3 to positive two with the combination of those two numbers um you can use you know over more overstable discs for different things but typically that's where you want to stay um yeah that's it's, basically the discraft like i said earlier um the company discraft has a fifth number um so don't don't get confused usually they they have it in a different um, background color than the other three numbers that is their basic overall stability of the disc kind of like i'm saying where you take the two numbers the two last numbers and you add them together it gives you basic stability of the disc they kind of do that for you um, and give you a fifth number that's their overall how overstable is this disc um, I don't remember exactly what their range for that fifth number is. I want to say it's like uh, zero to three, maybe. I thought it was two. It might be two. Um, but they do like points uh, or, or tenths of a, a number for that. So it might be 0. 0.3 or it might be 1.7. Like Zeus is a 1.9. Right. 
Um, so it's a pretty overstable disc, um, which is not necessarily true. <laughs> but um, depending on how much you beat it. In. Yeah. Um, so uh, just a note on those flight numbers. Um, those flight numbers are are loosely accurate. Is a good. Yeah. I mean, they're they're. It depends on so many factors that you know you might have an understable disc that's um, you know like a a negative four zero. But if you throw it like a cornhole bag and you throw it at four miles an hour, it's going to act like an overstable disc. But if you throw it at 70 miles an hour, it might even do a barrel roll in the midair. Like, oh, to um, throw a disc 70 miles an hour. Yeah, yeah. That's, <laughs> that's a very, that's a tough thing to do. Yeah. But, um, so you, and it also matters the angle that you throw it on. The flight numbers are, are basic um, to throwing it flat and throwing it the right speed. Um, but they might not be accurate if you're throwing it at really fast speeds or really slow speeds or, or different angles. Um, and you can learn to use that to your advantage, um, in a lot of ways. Um, and we can talk about that a little bit more later on. And so the next thing we're going to discuss is like the different types of discs. Um, so the discs are named similarly to like golf clubs. Uh, so you got putters. Um, you also have approach discs, which you'll have uh, putt and approach discs or just approach discs. Uh, those should be used, um, those are normally used uh, within 250 feet. Um, as you continue to build your arm speed and like have more power behind your shots, you can increase that distance. Um, then the next uh, type of disc is uh, mid-range. Um, mid-ranges are going to be used for... Uh, I mean, a lot of different kinds of shots. Um, there are um, several different types of mid-ranges that uh, will vary in uh, speeds and um, what the disc is actually used for. And then you'll have some like overlap between putters and mid-ranges. Um, but the uh, mid-ranges should be used uh, more for your, uh, well, obviously, mid-range shots. Um, so a lot of people use a mid-range on, like, their second shot to try and um, get close to the basket or uh, kind of lay up uh, instead of trying to sink it from far away. Um, and then you have uh, the next step up is fairway drivers. Uh, fairway drivers are kind of in a interesting spot. Uh, because they're not quite as far as distance drivers, but they're also, uh, they, some of them kind of act like distance drivers sure. and, uh, some lower speed distance drivers act like fairway, fairway drivers. drivers. Yeah. Um, and so fairway drivers, and, uh, I guess it's also a good time to talk about like hybrid discs, um, that are kind of like in that middle range. Uh, you could also call the discs that are in between a uh, mid range and a putter, uh, hybrid discs as well. Um, so they'll have uh, similar speeds, but might be called different things. Um, so you could have a nine-speed disc that's a um, that's labeled as a distance driver, but it doesn't fly near as far as any of the other distance drivers. Um, and then finally, you have drivers. Drivers uh, usually are um, 12, 12 speed plus eleven. I think uh, most, eleven. Yeah. Um, but those are going to be your your farthest flying discs, the discs that you need the most arm speed for, um, and those are going to be the discs that, like, as you build uh, your arm speed, as you, like, 
work on your form as you're able to throw farther and farther and as you're able to put more speed on the disc those are the discs that are going to uh really set you up for like some of those big shots that you mm -hmm. want to throw at the beginning because it is really fun to throw those big shots but yeah. unfortunately you got to build to that point absolutely um yeah those are just uh like the different kinds of discs and um like the distance for distance drivers really <laughs> like some people can only throw them like 300 feet right. some people can throw them like 600 feet so yeah. uh, it, it all it all really depends on the person not as much the disc itself um the lower speed discs um and the like fairway drivers uh mid-ranges putters they do have more of a uh like distance uh cap maybe. yeah distance cap and very few people um usually they're they're all pros <laughs> can throw those uh lower speed discs uh really far um so don't don't be upset if you can't throw your putter like 350 feet <laughs> yeah uh, and not many people can <laughs> a, a, a note to to mention on on you know different speeds of discs is that it, you don't want to compare speeds of discs um and and their uses to to regular golf whereas yeah. you might you might use a putter. You're you're going to use a putter in golf for putting and putting only, um, outside of the crazy weird things that some people do. But in disc golf, you're going to use a putter for a lot. You can use it as an approach disc. You can use it as just when you want to throw really really straight shots. You're probably going to use a putter. Um, or you know sometimes you're you're in the woods or or at a certain distance and you want. Um, you want something to skip really hard off the ground. Um, and the best discs to use for a skip shot is a distance driver. So you might be using a distance driver, but you're trying to only go 250 feet. Um, so there's a lot more uses that you'll get used to as you keep throwing discs um, that, you know, dist they don't have a very s set uh, range that you have to throw them at. I will say for me personally, I... I love throwing putters. I love throwing putters on any shot that I can um, inside of, you know, 350 feet. Like, that, I, I find a lot of consistency in them. They fly really straight or what kind of what on whatever line I put them on. So, I, I, I have more putters that I use for throwing up to 350 feet than I do have mid-ranges. Um, and I seldom use my mid-ranges for that purpose is I feel more consistency when I throw my putters um then when i throw my mid ranges I mean, so and and that's that's a big part of the game too is like there's no there's no set way to do everything because Absolutely. everyone's bodies are different everyone like everyone's muscle memory is different everyone's form will be different mm -hmm. um and also like the way that the disc feels in your hand um certain types of disc feel better in other people's hands like james has some discs that like, don't really feel that great in my hand, but he loves them and yep. vice versa. Absolutely. Um, well, like, pick pick discs that you are comfortable with and that you can be consistent with because consistency is, is a huge part of this game. Perhaps the most important part, yeah. And then another thing that you need to uh, focus on when you're choosing your discs is the plastic types because yeah. the plastic types do... Um, influence the flight of the disc uh, as well as like the durability yep. um so there's uh basic plastic uh and premium yeah there, there's no one in the middle one. yeah not 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 typically there's so most com there's a lot of disc golf companies out there that that produce discs 
and all of them kind of all of their different plastics fall into yeah three categories like carter is saying it's really base plastics premium plastics and then sometimes they have like utility plastics or like odd weird plastics but they do like carter is saying like influence it a lot um don't just buy discs because they're pretty um (laughs) if you want to you want to buy different plastics for different purposes um Typically, most people like to putt with uh, base plastics. So these plastics are typically, um, uh, they beat up quicker, um, they're grippier, um, and there's they, There's more rubber in them. There's more, yeah. There's either rubber in them or they're just, um, just a softer plastic. And they putt with those because typically base plastic can grab the chains more. Whereas if you use a premium plastic that's really hard and slick... Um, it's going to just kind of slide off the chains or, or bounce off or, or something like that. Um, but another really important thing to think about is the durability. So um, touching a little bit back on flight numbers and the way a disc flies is also heavily, heavily influenced by how beat up that disc is. Mm. So if you have a base plastic disc that is a really overstable disc when you buy it, if you use that for more than a couple rounds, you're probably going to hit a tree or you're going to hit the ground in a certain way or maybe it bounces off concrete and you get this huge gash or, or, or scrape or, or nick in the disc. That's going to change the way it, it, it flies because it's essentially changing the disc itself. Um, it's a different shape. It's a different weight. Um, and there's different drag or, or, or air resistance on that disc. So typically when you're, when you're throwing, you know, certain certain shots or certain discs you want to pick plastics for those different purposes so for instance i have a couple of molds in my disc bag that are the same mold but different plastics and they fly almost like two completely different discs because one is base plastic and really beat up and one is premium plastic and still flies pretty much how it came Um, and that's really nice for some people um, for a lot of people because it feels the same in your hand. Um, even sometimes if it's really, really beat up, it might feel like a really different disc. But most of the time, it's it's really comfortable to have the same disc in a different couple, different uses or wears on it so that you can feel the same but use it for different shots. Um, so a good way to, to know um, is I would say I would just suggest to you Go on Innova.com and learn their different types of plastic because they're the biggest company in disc golf and most companies kind of base their first couple of plastics based off of Innova's and have you know a similar to Innova. Now, they're not necessarily the best. They're not necessarily you know the standard. Um, it's just a really easy way. Most of the time, people have an Innova disc in their bag and so you'll be able to kind of judge but they have, for instance, their base plastic is called DX plastic. Um, it's typically base plastic is way cheaper, so it's good for beginners who are, you know, getting used to disc golf and figuring out which discs they like. You can buy them in DX plastic and throw them for a couple rounds. But once you really are getting into it and playing more, you're going to want to buy premium plastic so that that disc lasts longer and flies the same for the whole time that you play disc golf. Um, for instance, Champion Plastic in, at Innova is really hard, it's really clear, and it's extremely durable. You can leave a Champion Plastic disc in a pond or a river or something for years, take it out, clean it off, and it's going to fly pretty much the same. 
if you leave a DX plastic disc in a pond or a river, you take it out the next day and it might fly completely different. Um, so or it might warp. Or right. uh, if it's in there for a while, it might get like eaten away. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so th that's really important um, to know. Um, when I was starting, I got a DX Valkyrie, um, which is already kind of an under understable disc, but now it's barely recognizable <laughs> as a disc. Um, and it it is almost unusable for me. I, I My wife uses it because she, um, <laughs> she has a pretty slow arm speed and it helps her throw far. Um, but... Uh, I would definitely suggest you try some discs out with with uh, base plastic. Definitely, probably putt with base plastic, um, unless you're a weirdo. But that's okay. We love weirdos at disc golf. <laughs> um, and then eventually get some some premium discs um, that are typically a little bit more expensive, but they're definitely don't have to be. Um, and they'll last you a lot longer. Absolutely. Yeah. And so so it's worth it. And it goes back to it goes back to like what Carter was saying that it's about what feels good to you. Um, some people hate the feel of champion plastic but they love the feel of dx plastic or some people hate innova's champion plastic but they love um discraft z plastic which is their, their similar <laughs> yeah. they're similar to their premium plastic that hard clear uh plastic um so it's really just about what what feels good to you i know di dynamic discs um, or trilogy discs have maybe the most plastic types of anyone yeah. there are so many plastic types and um and you know they have so many different like blends and stuff right yeah so it's just kind of like what you like what you um enjoy you know some a lot of people like glow plastic um but glow plastic comes in premium base and weird utility uh and it's usually plastic expensive. too <laughs> yeah <laughs> Even sure more expensive <laughs> absolutely so you know that's something to keep in mind if you buy a starter set from innova and you have um you know a dx avr a dx shark and a dx leopard and you buy that same pack, but in champion plastic, and you have a champion AVR, a champion shark, and a champion leopard, those are going to fly very differently, um, even though they're the same exact disc with the same exact numbers. Um, so that, that, that matters a whole lot. Um, yeah. So now that we've like kind of discussed um, like what the flight numbers mean, um, what kind of uh, like different types of discs there are, uh, we're just going to get into, uh, like, how to pick your first, like, discs. Um, because that's something that's very important um, when you first start out. Because uh, the first discs that you pick will uh, kind of make or break how you feel about disc golf. Um, because I, after after <laughs> I played, I did so bad, I didn't play for a couple months. Um, because I was like, oh, this sucks. Uh, but yeah. then... As I started to learn more and more and kind of figure out, like, which kinds of discs I should be using, that really helped me a lot in, like, making my game better and uh, getting better scores. Um, so, I mean, you want to talk a little yeah. bit about that? Yeah. So, typically, kind of like I said earlier, like, your first discs when you play... Um, First, I'll, I'll say starter starter packs are really great. Um, most companies at this point have their own, essentially, like, starter pack, which is three discs. It's usually a putter, a a mid-range and a fairway um and those are great things to do it gets you you know the basic three types of discs you need um and that you want and um it introduces you to different speeds and and over stabilities and stuff like that um but typically on on a whole you're going to want to buy um neutral putters and mids um and understable dry fairway drivers and distance drivers um the reason you want to do that is that 
while you still are building up that arm speed, when you're slow, when that arm speed is really slow, an understable disc, because it has a higher amount of turn and, and desire to go right, um, it fights the disc's natural tendency to go left. Um, so you can throw it softly and it'll usually stand up or, or, or drift to the right before it goes to the left. And because it's taking its time to do that, it goes farther in the air um, than an overstable disc would. Um, so definitely get some understable discs for, for drivers, for, for, for mids, whatever. Um, but also just find those, those really straight flying putters, mids, um, stuff like that, also, approach discs. Um, like do, do some research on your own, um, figure out like what other people say about this. Don't just buy a disc because it looks prettier. Yeah. Because it looks prettier because you saw a pro use it. Absolutely. Um, buy, buy the discs that, that you think will work for you that have the flight paths that, that you want, um, and that you're comfortable with throwing. Um, and I will say like, (laughs) There are some sometimes I I fell into that trap of oh well you know Paul McBeth uses this disc or, or Ricky exactly Wysocki does this disc <laughs> and don't don't fall into that trap you know there are there are a lot of discs that you will never see any professionals use um, and that's not because they're bad discs it's just because they have a different arm speed and technique than you do um, so like I don't know that I have ever seen an innova professional use a shark a DX shark. Um, they they like diff- they tend to go towards the rock and stuff, but the DX Shark was one of the things that I used to build my game on, and and that's why it comes in a lot of Innova starter sets. Is it's it's a great uh, beginner disc. Um, so don't 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 be watching it and think oh I need a destroyer, I need a Firebird, I need a you know Force whatever. Um, go go buy uh, beginner discs. Well. Thank you guys so much um, for listening through our second episode, Two Down. Wow. Um, it's been a pleasure. We want to end it out again just on um, a note that brings it back to what's the most important. Um, and disc golf is not what's most important. It's um, our faith and what we're going to be doing in, in eternity. Oh, you want me? <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, I mean, creation is is God's. He made it. We believe that he is the creator of the universe of each of us as individuals. And he um, has a purpose for nature. Uh, It brings us joy. It um, reminds us that God is a a sovereign Lord who is that powerful and that intentional and that everything has beauty and everything um, that he made um, functions for us and for his glory. Um, Yeah. And I mean, at, at the end of the day, right, like God created man to be stewards of the earth and to enjoy what he created for us. And I think that, uh, like playing disc golf, like you spend a lot of time outside. There's a lot of like really cool courses and, uh, they're, um, designed very uniquely. And, um, I mean, it's just a great way to be able to appreciate the world that God has made for mm-hmm. us. And I, I think that that's one of the main things about disc golf that I love is the ability to be out in creation and like play a sport that I love uh, in the world that God has made for me. Absolutely. Um, yeah. So, yeah. And don't be afraid to, to represent that and, you know, give God the glory when you're playing with people that have no idea who he is or that it was made by design, you know, um, the fact that 
the fact that discs fly like they do because of gravity is something that God designed, you know? Mm. Um, and the fact that um, a, a cool breeze comes to refresh you when you are sweating from after getting a double bogey <laughs> is, is something that God made. Um, so never be afraid to bring it back to um, the one who created it all and give him the glory on the course. Thank you guys so much for uh, joining us and for just being disc golfers. Um, let's grow the sport. Let's continue to learn more about it. Um, and we'll catch you in the next one.